Are we done? Oh, we haven't started. You are listening to CIA, Cinematically Informed Americans, on Lucid Geek Speak. Where's the off? Where's the off button? Welcome to this week's episode of CIA, Cinematically Informed Americans. My name is Sean Jones. My co-hosts are... Jordan Calgar. Commodore Schmidlap. <laughs> A.K.A. Fred. And uh, this week we have a special guest host. Taylor. And we're going to begin to a few things. I want to get a few things out of the way first. Fred actually talked a little bit about a new show for Lucid Geek Speak, sort of a spinoff of CIA. Kind of record and get short interviews with people maybe some of us know or maybe nobody knows or whatever. And just kind of get their thoughts about things that I want to talk about or that they want to talk about. Yeah, and once we get, we're going to kind of compile these into one and release them as episodes as well. You want to, we're going to call it a CIA Classifieds, right? Yeah, and it's not. Classified? I guess CIA Classified. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be kind of like a spinoff, I guess, of this show. But that I think that's really cool. I like the idea of it. So, Also, make sure to check out our blog. I always say that just because... You know, a lot of people can get the file directly off our Facebook. But on the blog, though, we have, like, pictures and quotes and things and just kind of like an episode guide, and it's kind of fun. So, And that's lucidgeekspeak.blogspot.com. I also want to take a second and just say we talked about some of the other shows we're doing last week. And I just want to say sorry as far as save points. We had some technical issues and other things. Uh, That's definitely coming out in the next few days. And then also we have our very first and so far only episode of Origin Stories. Which that's going to be monthly anyway. But we're still trying to work out uh, getting permission for it. Just to make sure that the person we interview, we'll call Q, is comfortable with it. And it's it's hilarious. And it's also tragic. And it's full of all sorts of great stuff. It's a great interview. There's a junkie Thunderdome. There's pissing on hookers. Yeah. There's also tragedy like a good family like a trailer that's showing all the parts of the movie. I think a lot of people uh, would really enjoy listening to it, not only for the funny stuff in there, but also some of the tragedies. And make sure to give us feedback because he's interested in possibly doing a part two, clarifying and expanding on some stuff. So send us any questions you guys have once we finally get up. Hopefully that'll be, I'm guessing, sometime maybe by Saturday, Sunday. And as far as this show goes, we're trying really hard to make sure we can get the episodes out by Thursday. But it's not always guaranteed. Of course, we do have jobs and other things going on, so... We'll do our best, but if it's not out by Thursday, most likely it'll be out by Friday. And that's it for all my little things I had to get away. Our first thing we wanted to take care of, of course, with our special guest host, we got to talk about Taylor's Top 10. See that alliteration? Isn't that great? That was beautiful. I, I know. Stanley. You just yeah. need to be on here all the time. <laughs> like so Casey Kasemir for a second. <laughs> and now for the rest of the story. <laughs> so start with, uh, I guess you're going to start from the bottom. Start with number start 10. Right. All right. I'm going to be lying if I say that I didn't do this real quick, but I'm, I'm okay with it. I like this. I had I only had like a week to do this, so. Um, okay, a week. <laughs> I'm going to go with my number 10 is Girls Gone Wild, Best Breasts in America. You cannot <laughs> honestly put that on what? your top. Yes, he can. <laughs> there's no, volume, may I ask, there, sir? There's no, there's no penetration. Okay. I'm not watching it. All right. Well, you know, I feel like this is something we can go into. I find that it should be. It is something we could go into, indeed. Uh, 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 see what you did there with the thing. Uh, with the thing, and okay. Oh there we go. God. So what? All right. Uh, Thumbs up on the first one, by the way, Taylor. No, no problem. Uh, so no, for real. My two breasts. 
one. That was just a number joke. Wasn't even the sex joke. Yes, you know? Number seventeen is the one that has the girl that was lived across the street from him, but was too young when he was in high school, and then now. Oh like, wow! If that's the case, that would like, be on. Oh, I guess if you look really hard, hard. Yeah. <laughs> if you look really hard, you can spot me in a couple of the Girls Gone Wild videos in the back. I just followed the bus around. I went on a tour with it one summer. <laughs> Please let me see. Uh, but no, for real. Okay, I went with number ten. Uh, the day the Earth stood still. The original one. Oh. Not the Keanu one. Why not the Keanu one? Because the Keanu one was good. I like... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but I like... I, I like John Cleese. Cleese. I like the Keanu one. John Cleese okay. was in the Keanu one. I really liked John Cleese. Anyway, no. Um, I'm a history buff. I thought I was going to be a history major for like 10 years. And the whole... Like, it's 19, like, 50... Five and the United Nations or something, just something they talk about was like two years old at the time. And whoever wrote about it like really knew what was going on with that at the time. Because for it to come out like two years later, it was like, wow, good work, whoever wrote that. So, I think that's funny you keep saying. You always talk about wanting to be a history major. Mm-hmm. I just want to tell you, I did it. I'm living your dream. Well, good. And it's not all it's cracked up. Also, talk to Pat. It was Pat as no. Pat's like, living your dream right now. Of history. <laughs> history. History. Yeah. Yeah, bachelor's yeah. in history, for sure. Get a well. swing at golf club and young callers. Uh, yeah. We'll say there's Catch a guy we, there's also another guy we know who has a history major and he's also not doing shit with it. So you yeah. know shit. Well it was like hey, just wait for some more history to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Be up on the most current history. <laughs> a lot of people of course, you know, the classic films and stuff, black and white movies. Mm-hmm. No, they like all those. I don't know. It looked alright. I've seen parts from them. All right, from that one in particular, I've seen parts of, but I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched it from beginning to end. What is it about that movie that really that you you know that you really like that makes you, um, you to put it in your top ten? Yeah, it was right there in the same wave of like uh, uh, I don't know all the like alien communism, and but I feel like it stands out in I don't know I haven't watched too many of those and it stands out among the ones that I have watched, but like I was talking about the uh, political bit and. I think, I don't remember what, it's like the alien is like, no, like the president or something is like, oh, we can't trust you, you're new here, and the alien's like, well, you've got countries, and I don't know, I don't remember what it was. That All I these think. divisions among you, yeah, yeah. Right, that whole thing. I, re- I remember liking that, and it was the 50s, so that was an early... Isn't he, um, wasn't he wearing like a bald cap with like pointy ears? No, I don't looks, remember much he of what like he looked a, like. He, Just a he dude? looks like a dude. Uh, but he's also got that robot that looks like somebody wearing plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it is. Space age machine. Okay, well then, I guess I will take this time to say some of mine are like, not throwaway numbers, because I do like them, but they're not as favorite. Hey man, you don't have to keep defending the girls gone wild thing. <laughs> we all get it. I had Killer Clowns Sean on my made top a joke, 10, so. He, he understands. I was going to go with Killer Clowns as my uh, Netflix lookup because I just found that. It's on Netflix? Yeah, yeah and it's, it's on Netflix. It's beautiful. It's inspiring. It's gold. <laughs> it's inspiring. Wait, you've never seen it before? I had never seen it. Have you watched it? I was doing a paper for Excuse a class me. on campiness and cult. <laughs> and I wanted to go for Plan 9 from Outer Space, but, but it's not on Netflix anymore. And it was like, if you like Plan 9 from Outer Space, I Killer know. Clowns from Outer Space. Yes. Well, no, nobody liked Plan 9. But uh, well, only, and I was like... Yeah. Uh, People love bad movies. They do. But, but that's so Killer Clowns. But, yeah, and it's got that bass riff, that theme throughout. Yeah. Uh, the, Bam. Well, it was like the... Bam. 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 
I do. I I this that music stuck with me. It got my soul. You probably conceived to something. To killer clouds from outer space. The timelines about right. Uh, but the cotton candy, the blood, and the giant clown at the oh, end. Uh, uh, and he uh, pops it with that little clownzilla. fucking badge. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, then all, okay. and then they all just make it out in that car that was not in that same room. Terrible. Or, no. yeah, should call this whole segment, Sean gives away the good parts of every movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not fucking well, the the sixth best, sense right? or something with like a big giant twist at the end. Okay. So, you know. Uh, yeah. Bruce. <laughs> wow. Okay. I was going to say Bruce Willis is, was dead the whole time, but I really almost said Bruce Wayne is dead the whole time. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's a ghost. Um, number oh, nine. Like I don't know if he. There's. All right. I'm just going to keep going. Um, number nine's Anchorman. Yes. Oh, great. Great so, movie. You know, great quotes, great... It kind of set uh, Will Ferrell's, like, direction for a while with what he was going to do for the next, like, six movies. I gotta say, yeah. the first time I watched Anchorman, I couldn't quite get into it. Then I went back, watched it a second time, and actually sat and watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It was really, really funny. Like, my sister was watching it over and over again. I was like, why are you watching that movie? Like, and I started watching some of it, and I think I was watching the part where he's at the diner, and he ate, ate poop. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I bring you a piece of shit, what, no, what is it? Do you like, eat I'm it not, for a hundred dollars? If I eat the eat. shit, I can have a steak. If you eat this piece of shit, you can have a steak. Yeah, I'll eat the shit. <laughs> that whole bit. Yeah, that was. When I was like, okay. And then he kicked, he punted the dog off. Yeah, the that, that was. I'm yeah, Jack all the Black did that. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Sorry, Jack Black did that. And then, but yeah, like then I was. Uh, I think it's what happens. Maybe <laughs> that's what happens when you throw a burrito at one. Yeah. You don't throw burritos. That's what I'm about. Yeah. I don't throw food away from my body ever. That was the thing I love most. That's a big wasted burrito. Yeah, Anchorman was good. That's really funny. I like that movie. Now that I'm looking at my list, I'm really upset that I don't have any Mel Brooks on here. But I would like. That's okay. By Sean's way of thinking, you can just use Mel Brooks as one of your numbers. (laughs) You can count entire franchises with one. (laughs) That's true. Yes. Say Mel Brooks movies. I'm for Mel Brooks then. Uh, number eight, I've got Forrest Gump because when is that on the TV and you're flipping through there and, and you, you don't don't stick with it for every for one of their like twenty minute segments. I really liked it. I thought it was a great. Oh, movie. I really liked it too. But it's not the crow. I'm not gonna watch it fifty seven times or whatever. I probably I don't know. I'm trying to think of how many times I've seen Forrest Gump. It's definitely around ten. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't think I've ever sat and no, I have sat and watched the whole thing. But uh, you know, you you it's like I think I'm gonna pay attention to Forrest Gump learning how to run today. Wait, you don't know if you've seen it all the way? No, through? I know that oh. I have. Oh, I just don't know how long ago that's been. Oh, okay. I love when he goes on a shrimp boat. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of the best parts, and uh, trying to give uh, Lieutenant Gary's, Dan uh, yeah. ice cream. The Gary Sinise was great. <laughs> Gary Sinise was really good. At that. I don't know if anyone. I don't think anyone did bad. In it. Sally Fields. Sally Fields was, Fields was really good in it. Even the fucking kid uh, getting his acting start. Uh, Haley Joel. Haley Joel. Osment? Haley Joel. Osment. Funny thing about Forrest Gump that I read or heard somewhere, I think is true, you know, you don't know how true those things are, but apparently they had already started filming Forrest Gump, and they had got a small chunk of it finished, and they sh- they decided to shoot the scenes with young Forrest Gump on the bus, like, getting picked on and stuff, and they had to explain to him, like, alright, you're playing a character that's a little slow, he's not quite right, and he's like, okay, I know how to play that, and they start filming the kid, and he's like, my name's Forrest Gump. 
and he like talks like that, and Tom Hanks is like, "Holy shit, scrap <laughs> everything." <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing that's, that. I'm awesome. I never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that's that when I was like, really Fred Rogers was a Green Beret and killed 14 people." <laughs> I don't know. I love it. <laughs> But whatever. That's yeah. awesome. I hope that's a true story. I really hope that's true. But yeah, I, I don't know. They redid like all of Back to the Future when they got Michael J. Fox. So no, I think they only had, I thought they only had a half well, of not filmed or something. It, they had enough to where they had him. Because they originally had, was it uh, J, not Jason Bateman? Or who was it? It was nobody big. Jason no. Bateman? It's yeah, no, I think it was someone big. It was, I, it was yeah, not Jason Bateman. Well, he was in Teen Wolf 2. Well, it would have made sense timeline-wise, because, I don't know, I know you guys are all too young to remember this awesome show called It's Your Move with uh, Jason Bateman. I didn't Bateman. watch it. <laughs> I didn't watch Jason Bateman's in uh, Silver Arrested Spoon. Development? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Hancock. I don't think it was. But he was in Teen Wolf 2, so he's already he already replaced... Him and Michael J. Fox already have a... <laughs> I already have a thing. Oh. Mary, you played him in the... Se- he was in the sequel. So. I feel like yeah, the guy they were using for... Don't forget, rather. But I don't know. I... I, I feel God, like he's just a nobody. No, no. It was, definitely, it was definitely a somebody. I just can't remember. Fairly certain you're the one that told me that not that long ago. and Maybe. Yeah, that sounds familiar. It was definitely it one seems... of those weird, like, could have been things, you know. Yeah. But the timeline's totally... I don't think it was him, though, now, in reflection. But yeah. let's just... Let's move on to All Taylor's right. uh, list. All right. What was that? Number <clears throat> eight, number seven. Uh, my number seven one was... All right, my number seven one is Signs. I really like Signs. I really like Signs. And it's the only one of M. Night Shyamalan's movies that I'll defend that's not... Um, you, I just watched Lunch Call It for the first time. Unbreakable? Unbreakable. <gasps> I and just did watched you that like for the it? first time, and I really liked it. I would, I would say course, Unbreakable is his best movie. My, I, that's what I would put. Without it. Unbreakable, I like Signs. Oh, okay. So, so then why two. is it? <laughs> then why is it Unbreakable on the list over Signs? Because I've only seen just, Unbreakable once. Oh, okay. I mean, we're going so, to like hallmark get, of favorite movies. Yeah, I got you. Like, there's some great movies that I've just seen that didn't make it in. Science, like just, huh? It's science is really good. What did you think about that, Jordan? Oh, I thought it was actually uh, pretty good. I thought Mel Gibson and uh, Joaquin Phoenix did a really good job in it. I mean, I really liked it as a kid, but I went back and watched it again, and it's, I don't know, it doesn't really have the same lasting appeal. That's kind of wait, you said as a kid, it came out in what, 2004? Oh, I was young when I saw it. Well, I guess I'm probably... Is that right? (laughs) It seems like it was further back than that because... No, like, it was either... Okay, well, either way... I will maybe give it... People that care will know. It's been over a decade. Because Unbreakable was 2002, and his his next movie was Signs, I'm pretty sure. Went Sixth Sense... Sign, but Six Sense Unbreakable, Signs, and then A big part of Signs village. being one that stuck with me was because I did live in a town, but I lived at the last house in town. So, like, if you looked left, you saw houses. If you looked right, you saw cornfield. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I watched that at a very young age. However, whenever it came out, I was very young. And living next to a cornfield, <laughs> and that stuck with me. Well, these are the two things I can tell you about Signs. Number one, I think it has, even though the scene, again, I'm all about these really short parts of movies that really stick with me, but the scene where they're watching TV, and it's like Mexico City or something, it's like an alley shot, and there's like people, and this thing shambles across and turns and kind of looks at you, and it's just a flash, but you're like, I mean, it, it yeah. you know, it scared me. I mean, it was, and I, just remember, and I saw that in the theater with my dad, you know, he was, he's a big Mel Gibson fan. <laughs> all kinds of reasons, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the other thing I remember thinking in the theater when we saw it, was it taken? people can travel here from another planet or raised from the dead, but they 
can't open doorknobs. <laughs> doorknobs are somehow completely beyond anything they could hope to. It took Velociraptors a long time. Oh <laughs> my Jurassic god! Park too. <laughs> All those, times, all those people in those Friday Thirteenth or whatever kind of alien anything just get behind and close. Well, what's the what's the, <laughs> well, I, really? I mean, I know what you're saying. Well, wasn't the door locked when they were in the basement? Oh my bad. I'm just my bad. People with intergalactic travel capabilities, a balsa wood or whatever it was like a clapboard type thing. I don't know what, 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 what the door was made of, but, but no, I mean, defended. not one of them was like. Damn it, Harv, we should have brought that axe, you know. Like, you would think they would have that like, technology, but they do explain that, like, it's the wave, the scout wave, that doesn't have any of their technology with them. They do say that in there. The tech... Uh, that they believe I that they were, like, because scouting they, or something? They think that it's a scouting party and that if it, if they did bring their a weapons... A door that would, wouldn't stop my nine-year-old nephew from getting <laughs> in... It's not that was solid stop. fucking anyway. oak, sir. It was a solid they, oak. They prop it up with a magic pick. How do you know that? They put a magic pick. I watched it behind the scenes. Like a lot of his movies, a little disappointed. Mm. But, again, it, it's, man, Unbreakable sure makes up for a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I love when they ruin uh, one of my kids' favorite cartoons. Oh, Avatar. Last he, he's, eh, yeah, he's a mess. Like well, maybe, like, I have an idea, though. Let's... Take a story about a bunch of Chinese people and make a movie where there's not a single Asian person in it. <laughs> I mean, somebody please back me up on this. Yeah, Steven Skull did it for years, so. <laughs> I heard they got the kid, the white kid named Rathbone playing whatever, his little pal around guy, and then some chick from some, I don't know what her name is. I didn't know she All was of a sudden, Sean's like, no, no, really? Interesting. That that you know, the, but, uh, the dialogue in that is. Whew. I heard that I that guy's like, well, George Lucas gets away with it. Wow, no <laughs> way, no way. It's just horrible. I heard uh, nothing but bad things about it, so I just avoided it entirely. No, I I remember when I saw the trailer, I thought it looked really cool, like the choreography looked good. But then everyone was like, no, it looks like shit in the movie. I was like, well, fuck. And the the story and acting and everything was so bad. She's like, I guess I won't waste my time. I think I started and watched like the first five minutes of it. Anywhere near making up for the (laughs) horrible. It was just bad. Well, hopefully he can uh, make up for it with After Earth, his new movie that's coming out. Maybe he will. Is that the one with uh, Will Smith Smith and his son? Okay. Mm -hmm. I knew he was working on it. It looks decent. It looks better than his last three movies. Uh, Shyamalan's last three movies. Uh, But anyhow, I guess. Bless you. All right, so Shyamalan's Come on. on. All right. This is the last of twist. my uh, bad sci-fi movies, but uh, number six is Tremors. Oh my God! You put Tremors on your. Dog. Tremors definitely gets the count. I have the entire uh, whatever it's called, Rumble Pack or whatever. Yeah, all the movies. Uh, How many are there? Didn't they four, get out? four? And then a bad yeah. TV show with Christopher Lloyd. Okay. Oh, I did not know there was a Tremors TV show. It lasted for like five episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah, so usually those are my favorite shows. <laughs> that complete series. Yeah, I liked the first movie a lot, especially as a kid. I watched it a lot of times. And then they just got worse with yeah. each sequel. <laughs> oh no, it's the Ass Blasters! And they even fucking was it in the, was it in the third or fourth one? Whenever they were like little balls, where they start, they grew legs yeah, and they were like running around. The ground and shit. Yeah, I was like, all right, it's fucking done. They're, they're, they've gone they've gone away from the the whole idea. It was tremors yeah. like they fucking come from the ground. Now they're walking around. I was like, it's done. It's yeah. done. The whole thing's. 
You ain't come up with a new uh, name, at least. Like, yeah, call it something else. Call it little uh, walking ball things critter. With legs. <laughs> Balls with legs. Balls with legs. There we go. Let's officially mm. rename Drummers Four. Revenge of the chickens. They're like little like terror. They did. They look like little chickens. Like you cut the head Terrible. off. Terrible. All right. All right. What, so okay, I can't three. wait to hear number five. I went with the Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Had my list I think that was that on all of our lists last time. It was on mine, yours. Fred, I don't think you put it on there. No. Fred looks insulted. Not even, but not the second one? Oh, Jesus. Ooh. We're going to we're gonna talk about Nolan Batman movies. We're going to have a whole second okay. later. Not, today. not tonight, but another time. <laughs> Fred's going to need an hour to go through it. So. We'll uh, get you next time. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Me and, me and Jordan are with you. I love The Dark Knight. Don't get me wrong. But because you didn't like the third one so much, that somehow has impacted how you feel about the second one. Yeah. Well, Batman Begins almost made my top ten. Really? Yeah. yeah. I got that for five bucks a Walmart the other day. It was good deal. Five dollars. Good deal. The five baller section. (laughs) (laughs) Where's number five? No, that was number five. Uh, Number four is the Royal Tannenbaums. Yes. Was that in there? No, no, I I like that. No, I. We talked about it. Yeah, we did. I just watched that again the other day, and it's really good. I need. I guess I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna yeah. give it another shot at some point. Is it on a, Netflix Instant? I do not think so because I had to go get it from Family Video. Mm, okay. I don't get this. Really, you're that lazy. Like you have the internet, you can watch <laughs> anything you want. I mean, I'm not trying to encourage I, people to do things illegally. That's just stream thing. Anything you find streaming, I you know, pirating's bad. Streaming's not hurting anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I may find some legal avenue to get because it. Because they have those. It's yeah. called Censor This Out. Remember how great that is? That we have that to where we can get all of our movies? <laughs> um, but no, I like the uh, sense of humor in that. It's really dark and really subtle, and I really like it. And you it. thought it was better than this other, than Wes Anderson's others. You liked it more than, uh, what was the one yeah, that was on Life yours? Aquatic Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Um, I have only Rushmore? seen Life Aquatic once, and I might have been too young at the time, but I remember not liking it. Okay. Um, so, so I, what's crazy to me is if you love the Royal Tannenbaum so much, I, I you might didn't like just it. go out and watch all of the movies, like all of those. The West Anderson. I saw um, Moonrise Kingdom in theaters. I really liked Fantastic Mr. Fox. I liked it too. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Did then, you see Rushmore? I don't think so. Holy uh, shit. Go I'm watch that, that one. <laughs> Bill Murray. Bill Murray yeah. is Bill Murray so versus funny. Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. She, all right. You haven't seen it? <laughs> no, okay, then I haven't seen it. I'm thinking of... Is Rushmore the one where they're all the cover art is they're all standing on something and it's like raining? No, he's got like a red beret with yeah. his arm in the like air and it's like pumping, yeah. Bill Murray smoking a cigarette. It's really good. It's such a the, good movie. The twins that play Bill Murray's sons or whatever in that movie. So... I, I just, it just it's cracks me up. I knew people just like that as a kid that just cracked me up. It is amazing. It's Real Tannenbaum's though. Sean, not a big fan, but... Again, another common theme today is that Sean seems to takes him two times to really appreciate stuff that's not. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, well, sometimes you just <laughs> sometimes you watch a movie and it's just if it's uh, you know if it just doesn't grab you quick enough and you got other things going on, you know, you just have to return to it later. And and sometimes movies just better the second time around. I'm trying to think of another movie that kind of took time to grow on me. I don't know. I'm Ricky sure Bobby come was up with me the first time I saw. I'm with you there. Ricky Bobby, I hate it. No interest. I the didn't Talladega like Nights, you mean? Mm. Yeah, Talladega yeah. Oh, sorry. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. <laughs> oh, yes, and that's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> um, all right, what's next? All right, number three. 
And now that I look at it, I'm debating between the order of number three and number two. I don't know which one is my second favorite. And I did this out of order. I wrote out a bunch yes, of movies. Yes, I see there. Like, all of a sudden I looked at the top and I saw Forrest Gump. I'm like, it's what? number six, eight, uh, three, five, four, one, yeah, two, nine. To, you don't have to order them necessarily. Yeah, 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 yeah. No order at all. I can't do that. That's bad enough to pare it down to ten. But yeah. um, Idiocracy. Really? Um, I'm such a big fan of that movie. And a lot of the movies yeah, I on your really list are like just it myself. top ten in it. It's crazy for me. But that's I love that's that movie. Really because the basis, the basic premise of it is something that I've been worried about for years. Right? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, really, the fact that young people true. have more and more kids at a younger and younger age, which means they're multiplying at a way higher rate than anybody that's intelligent because they, A, are in their mid to late 20s at least mm-hmm. before they start having yeah. kids. And actually, they're really people are holding off the other way, holding off longer, like which 35. is also hurting us because, as we all know, you know, your genetics... You don't, you know... Yeah, and you have a you higher to, chance you know, of genetic disorders. Like, don't get me wrong. Please, everybody go have more children or at least practice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I love that one. And the way they present it is really smart. It's not just like... I don't want to say it's not just like explaining it to you and doing the movie, but it is. It's like, in a world where... But I don't know, I love that movie a lot. It got a lot of mixed reviews from people when I was working at the video store when it came out, so... Have you I held seen off. It? No, I it's haven't so seen it. funny. I've you have never seen it? No, I've been wanting to see it, only because more people I talk to that, I, that like similar movies to me keep saying they liked it, so I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess I need to give it a chance. If I still have it, I'll let you borrow it. Because I had it, and I think it might have disappeared. Something about the movie that reminds me of, you know, like a future where something weird's kind of going on, where now it's like he goes to a future where everyone else is stupid, but he's smart. He's in a... Is that the idea? But that's the basic concept? Yeah. On some level, he's there. Everyone else um, is dumb now in the future. In our time, he's very average. Yes, but compared to everyone in the future. He and Maya Rudolph, who's playing a hooker... <laughs> are stuck in suspended animation or whatever. No, they army dug up and frozen kind of Walt Disney style. Frozen. Gotcha. And um, they, yeah, they put them out and they trash the uh, the experiment. And uh, they wake up in 2055. Two, 2550. Oh, no, so oh, okay. So it's 500 years from 2005 <clears throat> when it came out. And um, yeah, it's like President Camacho Mountain Dew. Uh, <laughs> like. Something, something, something. But uh, yes, I don't know. and it's the guy that plays the dad on Everybody Hates Chris. It's uh, cheese, uh, cheeseburger, cheeseburger Eddie from. Wasn't the dad on Everybody Hates Chris? The Expendables also the uh, black guy. Um, I thought the dad or wasn't the dad on Everybody, Everyone Hates Chris? Wasn't that Bernie Mac? Was he not I think the dad? He was the dad in the Bernie Mac show. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was the adopted father on the Bernie Mac show too. Oh, okay. I'm with you there, Taylor. But there are so many good things about that movie. I mean, it really. But are. something about it that that plotline seems very similar to me when I think about it, just to the movie um, <laughs> Titanic. Ricky Gervais, where, oh. it, where everyone, uh, no one can lie. No one knows how to lie. Oh, it's that. called uh, the, invention of, the invention, invention of Lying. The invention of lying. Oh, yeah. okay. Now that movie. I thought that was amazing. It was kind of similar in that he's the first one to figure out mm. that you can say stuff that's not true. Have you seen it, Fred? I've seen part of it. It was really, really good. I thought it was amazing. And just where it goes by the end of it. Jordan, have you seen it? No uh, English accents get Oh, God damn. He's the only one! And the rest of the cast is <laughs> oh. an American. Okay. Why well, am I give a shot, then? <laughs> I've never really, seen English accents, you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, meh. And who else? Uh, is it really Even Louis C.K. has a small part in it, too. But Does he? Yeah, but there's like a part he goes to the bank and he's just like, like, oh, it says that you uh, you don't have any money in here. And he's like, I have $800. And they're like, 
oh, well, there must be someone on the computer. Here you go. And he's just like, and he goes to the bar and he's talking to his friends and he's just like, he's like, something happened today. He's like, I said something that wasn't. And they're like, how could you say something <laughs> that wasn't? Like, if it wasn't, you couldn't say it. Like, there was so, no one figured out. No one knew. And so by the end of the movie, like, like when his mother was, well, I guess I shouldn't, I don't want to oh, no. all the good parts. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Sean, no, 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 let's stick with the theme we have going. Please. I haven't seen this. But no, no one of you have seen it. So watch it's it again. Yeah. the invention of lying, though. Check that one. That, but that seems similar, and it has mm. a similar concept to that one. And, and I do, thought that one was really good, so I'll definitely have to check out the idiocracy. A big appeal to it. Uh, I love every little thing in it. But at one point, they have to stop and have the time travel conversation. Which I've had many, many times, but at one point, he realizes that he's 500 years in the future, and trouble's coming, and he's like, well, I'll just, what does he say? He's like, well, I'll just let them capture me, and then when I get away later, I'll come back to now and warn me so that I don't get captured. And then somebody's like, what? And he's like, but doesn't that mean I wouldn't be here now? And the fact that I'm still here now means that I haven't come to the future. Or does it? Because And he goes into that tangent. <laughs> and I really enjoy those conversations. But um, number two is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That's a great movie. Um, now that I'm looking at it, I want to put a Mel Brooks in there in place of that. But I'll say what. Okay. Um, history major. In, instead of replacing anything you listed before, <laughs> you would drop Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? In favor of really sticking to your guns with the, let's just say the first one you named. Yeah, the... I mean, I like Volume 17 as much as the next guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, um, I think that was one of the... I'm not going to say... I don't know. Great movie, though. It's a good movie. I like the sapia effect with that that business. And then number one, I've got the Big Lebowski. So you Uh, went with Coen Brothers. Two Coen Brothers at the top. Mm -hmm. Very telling. I like the way you're listening in The Big Lebowski, I don't know. I was just flipping through stuff. While I was doing this, I was trying to... I was like playing music on YouTube, and I type in CCR... And the scene where he wrecks the car came up. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love this. And so that made its way to number one. What is the song that's playing? It's a nice uh, special. Yeah. It's, no, it's whatever. Looking out oh, the back look, door. Oh, yeah, back door. door. <laughs> uh, Tripping Acid in Your House in Illinois is that song. Nice. We just got home from Illinois. Oh, that's has recently right. been there and right. returned to home. But there are elephants in the yard. Somewhere by the Green River, I'm guessing. <laughs> If no one had heard that song before, that would have been a very funny conversation. <laughs> You're like, yeah, elephants somewhere in the yard. Yeah, yeah, I just returned from Illinois. I was like, because I, I don't remember that song as well. And I was just like, wait, oh, they're fucking talking about the whole song. Just got home from Illinois, locked the front door. Oh boy! Without you saying it, that the music just stating it as a matter of fact, and then he Jordan just picks up. He's like, yeah, the elephants in the yard. Like, I'm right there with you on the lyrics. Jeff Bridges, Steve Buscemi, John Goodman, I think are phenomenal. I mean, you wouldn't yeah, think that. Great chemistry together. All of yeah, them. we talked a little. We, we, we didn't talk about it. John Buscemi Goodman doesn't really do much. He's still so integral to what goes on. He's perfect in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I have a question for you since you put two Coen Brothers movies as your top two. Mm-hmm. Do you... Uh, do you, have you? Is there anybody you can name in any Coen Brothers movie that you thought did a bad acting job. Like, is there anything that where you thought, I think basically my, what they I said before was, place. that really took away from whatever was going on. You're like, oh, I got so bad. It's kind of, oh. but is there anybody you think of that did a bad job acting in a Coen Brothers movie? Uh, that's a really good question. What do you think about that? Um, Don't think too hard. It's kind of no. like the Gordy is not. 
I mean, yeah, no. this was. Uh, no, I can't yeah. come up with anybody. Okay. Can I can I ask you one question? Oh, and this is not, I'm not going to make this a regular segment, but Sean, I do want to just know with you being a ghost. Let's just, I just look know, toward tomorrow. Do you think Nicholas Cage? Mom and Dad fighting. Does Nicholas Cage suck? Does Nick Cage suck? Um, that I don't want to answer. Because if you say it's like if you say yes, you can get out of the. That's like asking, I don't even, I don't know. I like him in like three movies. You could say lately. I really don't like it. Like, we can all agree that Ghost Rider was the greatest thing made by humanity ever. This is sarcasm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um. Yeah. The greatest travesty. <laughs> that was not the greatest travesty. Well, I mean, I'll put the Holocaust up. You one. obviously didn't see the Roger Corman Fantastic But then, movie. I actually did. Well, I actually did. Ah! Hope you got Betamax. They had a, we found it somewhere. Uh, I think it was using. Anybody remember Kazaa? Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. there was a first mm, time they, they had freaked Nap- out downloading stuff. Over the <laughs> they had Napster for songs. Then they came with Morpheus. I think was the next. And Morpheus had songs, videos, and everything else. Like but even files. Only had to find it during one of these sites every two weeks because it would be full of stuff. And this shit would just start dropping off. You'd be like, find a new one. And they would always be like, oh, try this, try this. And it was always just It was, well, not that, I didn't think Morpheus stuck around for a good while. And then Kazaa, but then shortly after, then they were just all, then it just went fucking nuts. And piracy and the viruses rampant and stuff. And you're just like, fuck it. You just had to give up on those. And then it went to Torrance. But yeah, on Kazaa, though, that's where I saw the, that's where I found a copy of that Fantastic Four. The original, did you know they made a Fantastic Four movie in the 90s? It was fucking shit. In it? No, no, that was the I'll one in like in early two thousands. Boy who could fly. Yes, I love that movie. I love that movie. But he's also. To, you, know. you ever seen Not Quite Human? <laughs> yes, he's yeah. the robot android kid or whatever. Uh, not to be confused with Small Wonder, where it's the little girl or whatever, like an alien. All right, to take it back to the Coen brothers, I'm going to say this. When you asked that question, I can think I'm awful with names. I'm like actors I can kind of do. I've kind of got a grip on it. But directors, just recently I've started to be like, oh, pay attention to these directors. I'm thinking of The Big Lebowski, and now that I'm saying this, I'm not going to remember what I was thinking of. But The Big Lebowski, the one where... The second movie on your list? The Mafia Arizona. The Mafia one? Oh, Brothers, Where Art Thou? Oh, Brothers, Where Art Thou? (laughs) The other one on your list? (laughs) I know you know this movie because I've heard you talk about it. It's got DeJesus in it. And uh, Martin Fink. Martin yeah, Martin Fink. Yeah. That's what it is. That's the one I was thinking of. The Jesus. The Jesus man. The Bay movie about the robots. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody's gonna touch that. <laughs> the one that got pissed on. <laughs> what? Now you're giving away the interview show too. He's already um, mentioned that topic, I think. No. T- I'm going to get him a t-shirt that just says, I am a spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Man, there's a little quick little quick uh, anecdote story here. Mm-hmm. Just uh, There was a site, have you ever been to t-shirthell.com? Yes. There was a shirt that had a spoiler for every fucking good movie. That. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. But then around the time, it was like the Harry Potter book came out. The sixth one came out on like a on a Tuesday. Some for some reason someone brought up the site on like a Friday. Shut I up. I had the book on the shirt. It's like 
Dumbledore dies page 500. <laughs> oh, I was like, I was in the middle. That is fine. I was in the middle of the book. I was like, fuck me. Fuck. <laughs> like, god damn these, god damn the internet. Did you immediately turn to page five whatever and check it out? No, I was just depressed. <laughs> Did it stop you from reading the book or enjoying no, it? No, no, I still love it. But god damn it. In regards it took to a that, little of the oomph out of it, you know? In regards like, to that, I can say when I read number seven... I was on like page like five and somebody's like, have you got to the part where Hermione dies yet? And I was like, what, you bastard? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's good. But he was just fucking with me. And there's like three points in that book where they're like, uh-oh, Hermione got poisoned and fell in a well. <laughs> and you're like, this is it. Hagrid's not going to take it well. <laughs> this is it. And then it never happens. And I was like, you're a bastard, Charlie Brown. And, uh, he had you. Got me. Got me. Well, um, I guess we'll, we'll say that's it for... Uh, that's it for top ten. Well, yeah. pretty good, pretty good. A couple weird ones on there, but that's all right. We all have our weird ones, so. Oh, that's and fine. yeah, no throwback to it's my. Good uh, to bring up. Uh, Netflix movie, Killer Crowns. Oh, Killer Crowns. we're gonna have a Netflix segment. I'll come up to it, but now you've already said it. I guess we'll just fuck, skip to it. And do Go it. ahead. Okay. <laughs> no, just introduce the Netflix segment. Yeah, we're gonna do uh, yeah. Editor. Well, we're also doing um, Netflix. I also put slash Hulu recommendations because I do have a Hulu one on there as well. But um, and I did want to say I, I watched I did watch Valhalla Rising, yeah, on yeah, Netflix, on hate and that was on the recommendation. Lukewarm about it. it. It was just I didn't I didn't hate it, and I didn't even I liked it, but I did not love it, and I was annoyed by some parts about it. It was. Uh, have you seen Valhalla Rising, Taylor? I don't know if I've heard you talking about it or if my roommates have talked about it, but I've heard of it and I have, I don't think I've watched it. It start it gets off to a great start, but then it just uh, it just doesn't go to where I guess I would hope that it would. But it, it's a decent movie. And it's got you know, it's great did. atmosphere and fucking it's unsettling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the whole like really the last Two well, two thirds of the movie for after the beginning is really like almost like a fucking acid trip. Like the movie is very almost like a yeah, it's very surreal and weird, and all the characters have these like Suddenly they'll say these one phrase that kind of trails off. And I like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but he'd be like, "It's life is hard," and then it would fade away, and there'd be like this long pause of silence, and the other guys just like. We must go forward, and it was like, and then it <laughs> like you know what I'm talking about. It does do that a little bit. No, it does. So. It does. It's but it's still a good movie, and I thought the main dude was really good in that. And I was like, I fucking have seen this guy before. He was the uh, villain in uh, Casino Royale. Yes. Okay. And he was also he was in something else. He was really good in it, but it's a it's decent, but it's decent. I liked it, but I like weird. It's got some cool stuff. Arty. Movies. A lot of it was just this, all this symbolism, those dreams that he kept having. And I mentioned this before, I'm not going to go into it again, but I, I liked it. I get why you, you know, the ending, I was kind of like, I was really kind of like taken back a little bit. But again, we were talking about how we like violence in movies. I was like, well, other than that, it really was awesome because he did what he set out to do. He got him there and he's like, hmm. The only way that kid was going to, well, I don't know how to talk about it. Now, yeah. I, now I'm taking it. <laughs> <Now you're> just- <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, that, I did see that one. It's all right. Um, so what did you think of fucking um, 
whatever Heath Ledger did last, and he did half hey. of it. Doctor Parnassus. Yeah. The Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Right, and what it actually ended up working out fairly well because they recorded all the parts of him and the main what. So anytime he stepped through the thing, it was a different actor that was yeah. a friend of his, maybe just something. Because they had more. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Who were the other ones? I didn't. Like, it was Johnny Depp. Um, I uh, always, huh? Uh, fucking what's his face? Uh, uh, yes, what's his face? Oh. Who you hate? <laughs> Bullseye. 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 Colin. He was, well, and he was good. And, he was and good then um, I always was yeah, Ian McGregor. But um, what I was, was going to say that too, but I didn't think. That no, it was a uh, Gigolo Joe. What the hell? Gigolo Joe. I didn't grow up for you. That was the character he played in AI. Uh, Jude Law. Jude Law. Oh yeah, Jude Law. That's it. And easily, not easily, but Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor. I feel like in that, and you said you've seen it. Oh yeah. I feel like in that movie, it's good, but not. Uh, you get the point. It has you, er, you get point that Heath Ledger died, and that this is like a special treat that they were able to tie it together. And then it's good. They do the thing. The Johnny Depp pops in and is Johnny Depp and makes it work. But I feel like in the last like five minutes, you can tell that they just didn't have what they, they wanted string it together. and now here's this random ass ending and it's like well, alright we got to watch Heath Ledger a little bit more also um, Terry Gilliam directs that yeah and I, Always. I love it yeah he had Adventures of Bear Munchausen on his uh, top ten are you fun? You love no, Terry no, Gilliam? That was that was my honorable mention. Oh, honorable mention! It's really yes. hard for me to leave off. You haven't seen uh, the Adventures of Baron Munchausen? No. Watch that. If all you right. like Terry Gilliam at all, watch. Well, that. I mean, I love the Pythons. Did you see? Uh, did you also the see there, so. uh, the Fisher King? Watch that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Fisher King is I, the Fisher pretty King's good. A good movie. It is a good movie, but not a, not a, on the scale of like the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. That's that's a really it's crazy, a really, really good movie. movie. And of course, you've seen 12, 12 Monkeys. <laughs> Love the 12 Monkeys, but I'm a big Brad Pitt. I like Brad Pitt a lot. Johnny seen... Depp. I'm basically Tiger Beat magazine. <laughs> Have you guys seen uh, Train Spotting? Because fanboy thing. That's one I haven't. <laughs> Everybody, I love almost everybody in that movie. I love. Uh, On Netflix. I've been told to Johnny Lee Miller instant? by everyone. You've never seen it? No. Holy fuck. Shut up! Are you kidding? I saw the beginning where he goes into the toilet. I've seen the, the beginning. <laughs> I've, seen oh, the I've, seen I've seen the part. Okay, no, I've seen the scene where there's. Johnny Lee Miller, he's. Uh, Ewan McGregor's narrating the thing, and it's toward the beginning. Is it the and one where they're like, in the room? With the no, no, they're like shooting people from a grassy knoll with a pellet gun at the park. <laughs> and he's like, uh, Wow. I, I was trying to, to go clean, so Sick Boy said he gave up heroin too just to show me he could do it easier than me. And he's like, That's the kind of asshole he was. And he's like, Who's my best friend? Or whatever it was. It was kind of like, But it's shit like that. And I was just like, That's so. And that movie is fucked up. Yeah, it seemed weird. I've, I've seen the scene where they're um, in the prison and they're having people say, what is it, something, kick my ass, kick your ass, I don't know. They've got the five guys in the police lineup and they're all stepping forward and they're like, ba da That's Usual Suspects. All right, I'm on the road. <laughs> I've seen Usual Suspects as the one with Kevin Spacey. That is a great movie, though. Yeah, great fucking movie. Burner. You haven't seen that? I have seen that scene. Oh, Jesus Christ, Taylor. Sorry, I'm... You one, of, one, of shit the, one of the late Baldwin's was in The Usual Suspects. Yeah. God rest their souls and fuck Canada for that bombing attack. 
They attacked the bald bald one. Bald man's got to work into there. <laughs> well, I can only do it once, you know? It's yeah, loses its flavor after a while. <laughs> okay, so uh, real quick, Netflix recommendation. I'll say a movie called Cashback. I think I've heard of that. Now, mm-hmm. Jordan, you've seen it. I yeah, I have seen it. It's very, no, no, very offbeat kind of It's movie, basically about know. a, he, he's like a British kid. I think he just recently, I mean, the whole movie's British actor, so I'm surprised you finished it. Yeah, but, uh, I gave it half a Before you start, since these are recommendations, let's try to keep it a brief Yes, synopsis. no, not giving away. Just saying. Not an outline he, he went, of the movie. It's like he graduated, <laughs> I think he graduated from college with a degree in art. So he's very much into art and interested in art and specifically in sketching and he's obsessed with like beauty and but he has this thing where like he's he ends up getting a part-time job at a grocery store and while there he, he discovers he has this ability to stop time i can't believe i haven't watched it yet but again i said this before but this is one of these things that they kept recommending and Netflix keeps throwing it in my face and just based on the fact that they keep throwing it in my face like, me for years. they think so I, I want to like, see right. it they want some guy that stops time and takes clothes off with <laughs> and every time i see it i'm like but yeah, he stop he stops time and then he'll go and he takes off the clothes of the women just to admire the form and he would sketch it out and stuff. And there's also some comedy and stuff in there mixed in with this kind of weird surreal moments where he's doing this. But you you don't know if it's necessarily like in his head, if it's like an artistic thing, or if he does have some sort of ability. And they kind of there's some room there, I think, for interpretation on either way. But and I don't know if I can't remember for sure, but I kind of feel like they do give you a definitive answer, which I won't say. But it's very interesting right. the idea of it, just uh, that he's doing this. And it's, like, I mean, kind of creepy. But to there's out. lots of boobs, so, you know, check yeah, it out. That's always good. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised you uh, didn't like my first recommendation. recommendation. <laughs> um, oh, and then also I did have a Hulu recommendation. Me and uh, the wife watched the first two episodes of the show called The Following pretty hot show right now it's like i mean it's getting everyone's been talking about stuff it's got kevin bacon and james purefoy in it okay and it's almost like like they took elements from uh, silence of the lambs Hmm. and i'm trying to think of something else that they mixed in with but hold on let me write that down what's it called the following the followings Following. Follow- the following. Following. The following. The following. Following someone. Okay, gotcha. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, so this guy, he's a, he's a serial killer. Kevin Bacon catches him, puts him away. He breaks out, and he has all... They find out that he's been reaching these people through the internet for like the last five years using the guard that was with him. Like, and he basically has almost like an army of people willing to like do shit a for him. A network of and, little yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's inter- it is creepy, and uh, James Purefoy, I don't know if you guys remember him or not, but he's a really, really good actor. He's in a fucking awesome movie called Solomon King. I love the Solomon King. I don't King. think I've seen that. It uh, just recently I have it. came out to theaters in the United States, but it but it came out about uh, probably about two years ago now overseas, but they couldn't find a distributor, and it was kind of locked up, but it's a really cool movie. He's also on Rome. And he played Mark Antony, the HBO show. He is fucking amazing in that. And he's also has a small part in John Carter. And it was kind of weird because John Carter had the the guy who's like the king of Mars, the older guy. He was Caesar on Rome, and then his general was Mark Antony on Rome. <laughs> so it's kind of weird that they end up doing that together. But um, yeah, James Purefoy, 
and Kim Bacon. It's, it's a really good show. Go ahead, Netflix. You you can. Oh, I guess uh, I don't know if you had anything to add to it earlier. I guess I'll fucking mix it around to fit it in <laughs> in this part from earlier. But uh, if you had anything to add, it was uh, what was the Netflix? The original Marty McFly was Eric Stoltz. Oh, he makes even more sense because he was even hotter at the time, and he probably was doing some kind of wonderful at the same time. Which was a great movie where the Eric the Stoltz, Men did. Uh, wasn't Eric Stoltz the star of that I great movie? I think I'll fall in love with you by Elvis. Wasn't he the star of that great movie that we talked about? I think it was Mask, the Rocky Dennis story. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> in which Cher if was you want, you about can start 39. Kane so we can watch it while we talk because it's on my hard drive. It's on my computer. I almost would, but it's such a good movie. I would hate to for it. He needs to um, watch it. Oh, it's a really good movie. I mean, badass action movie. It's. It's good. It's probably better than about on par with the last Conan movie they did, but maybe a little bit better, I think. My uh, Netflix um, recommendation is apparently Jordan's, one of Jordan's last numbered movies. It's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes. My origin story with that, again, I had never seen it. Never, If I had heard of it, I was like, eh, yeah, that's a thing. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was doing a paper for a class on cult and campiness in movies. And I found my way to the killer clowns from outer space, and my life's never been the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> Such a great movie. Uh, I suggest you go watch it if you're like me and haven't seen all of the good movies that these guys talk about. So. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Fred, what do you got for Netflix recommendations? Uh, I don't want to take anything away from Jordan, so I'm just going to say uh, definitely watch the Trailer Park Boys yes. movies. Before the movies they... that are on there, definitely watch those. Uh, yes, I agree with that a whole bunch. Before it gets taken off, I guess. Because uh, it's supposed to be taken off. Yeah, soon. that's a rumor that I heard. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> a little it's, bird told <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be ending at the beginning of March. Oh, no. The, the show's getting taken off. But, as Fred said, but I think the internet is a anticipation of there's a new movie coming out, a new Trailer Park Boys movie. Does, it, does anybody watch their new show? The Drugs and Sex and... What is it called? Yes. No, it's there's, they did they did another yeah, show. Just that one. <laughs> they did another show that was called like fucking drugs and shit. <laughs> I hope that's the. It's something it's not so called much. Like yeah, it's like something like high and on or drunken on drugs. High, the high, high drunk and on drugs. drugs show. Drunken on drugs. Yeah, where they're the like it's pretty. I think it's really funny. I mean, maybe not everybody would like it, but Have you guys but seen? anyone that has the internet can probably find at least clips of it. By googling it, along with Project Free TV. <laughs> I Next love Project Free TV. Uh, I used to use it a lot, and then Netflix happened, and I it just left it like an old girlfriend. And then your sister actually was like, "Oh, I was bitching about not being able to watch Fringe." She was like, "Project Free TV." I was like, "Ding ding ding ding." Like, oh, yeah, you're like, God, "Oh yeah." Before, and I was like, "I remember that thing." Oh yeah. Um, yeah, one. Netflix. Oh, you didn't have another one that was. That was oh, fun. I got all kinds. Well, yeah. Okay, last so this week, I, you know how I've been trying to keep up and watch anything I haven't yeah. seen that comes up. Uh, I tried to watch a couple of Nick Cage movies. <laughs> I mean, I'll By a couple, I mean I wasn't <laughs> able to find anybody to borrow Bad Lieutenant from. Oh, so I, 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 I'm going to give it a chance just because the one scene you described sounds like one of those things that might be like, based on that 15 seconds, the movie passes. But... I was looking at the movie Stolen, which is new. It came out in 2012. Yeah. And another reason why we hadn't heard, I hadn't heard of it is because it was originally titled Medallion or The Medallion. And they like, changed the title somewhere right before they released it. The maybe because they saw the Jackie uh, Chan movie. Already but in looking for that, I came across a movie called Stolen from 2009 
with John Hamm and Josh Lucas. Remember Josh Lucas? I don't remember John Hamm. John Hamm's the guy from Mad Men. He's oh, oh, okay. God damn yeah, it. Come gotcha. on. I haven't watched any Mad Men yet. What? I know. I've heard it's really, really, really good. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's, really it's good. It's also really good. on Netflix. At least, you know, yeah, at least give it a try the first season, you know. I don't know. I like it. I watched all of the third season live, went back and watched the first two seasons, and just couldn't spare the time. Like, I was good. I liked it. But I think I got, like, to the sixth time Dominic's wife was riding a horse. And I was like, eh. Yeah, well, some of us are into chicks riding horses, and some of us aren't. What's the girl's, uh, <laughs> what's the girl's name, the chick that was in Firefly that's a Mad Men? Hendrix is her last name. Oh, Christina, Christina Hendrix. Oh, yeah. yeah. Her name she, I thought she was really good on, uh, on Firefly. Her so. name is She Boots. plays Mrs. Mel Reynolds. I may have checked that out. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen the show? really good. She plays like the head <laughs> office <laughs> bitch. Executive assistant. Okay, whatever you want to say. I so. No, you're good. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I think she described Mad Men, but watch it. Yeah, that's my Netflix recommendation for a TV show for sure. Check that out. If they, I think it's still on there, at least the first few seasons. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. everyone. But stolen. Anyway, John Hamm, Josh Lucas. Right? You know this guy? He was like, the only thing I can remember him in is the shitty Angley Hulk movie. He played Talbot. <laughs> yeah. played Talbot. And he gets knocked out. Oh, he's also in Sweet Home Alabama. Don't ask me. Yes, he surely is in that movie. <laughs> so. I was trying to get away with not mentioning I'd ever seen it. <laughs> Have we, well, can we, we, we all say that we have seen it and we don't want to yeah, talk about this it? this movie. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, you're... Look at you. I've been avoiding it like a plague. <laughs> Untainted. <Yeah. laughs> well, it's not even like you have to avoid it. I assume you avoid it for a while and it will die. <laughs> like most things that change your life. <laughs> See you, Jordan. Don't wait. <laughs> It's like recommending the ninth gate with Johnny Depp. Wow. I did see that seen one. I've seen that one. one. I've seen that too. Yeah. I know. It's so disappointing. It's like watching a Nick Cage. Did you? <laughs> okay, uh, what, did, what did you think of Lord of War? Have you seen Lord of War? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that was one of the ones I thought was good. Yeah, I gave that a yay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you need to listen to the episode too to see some of the stuff we cover. Okay. So, because yeah. he told me that you liked or didn't like. I think the ruling was no on Trapped in Paradise. I really like Trapped in Paradise. Yeah, I liked it, but again, it's one of those things that that could be like the like the uh, the Family yeah, Man or something else that Sean mentioned. I felt like they could have put anybody in his role, and based on the people around him, it would have been the same or maybe better. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, you we see, I mean, I, yeah. I you know, I'm not, I wasn't looking for excuses to hate on this. Is one of the reasons I didn't yeah. had to vote no because it's not like and like the thing like in Raising Arizona. I said that based on that alone, you know, I'm not going to go into what we said, but yeah. basically the good things he's done make up for it, and he comes out 50-50 for me. Yeah. yeah. But he I made his son Cal. And that puts him over the edge. And that's so and John John pulled this trick question thing at the end where he's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Edit all this shit out. Uh, Netflix recommendation, Jordan. All right, Jordan, what do you got? All right, well, uh, just first off, I did want to mention uh, my Netflix uh, recommendation, VHS, the horror movie yeah, last week. Is going to make a sequel, and oh, apparently that. they are going to put zombies in it. <gasps> so yay, zombies! <laughs> Just wanted to get that out of the way, but uh, I did also mention as we uh, touched up on before, Trailer Park Boys is ending at the beginning of March, so definitely get as much as you can on that before it does end. And also, my recommendation would have to be a very strange movie. It's called The Immaculate Conception of Little Dizzle. (laughs) 
It's a great movie. <laughs> you have to see Brad it? I did watch it. Okay. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it's a very trippy movie. It's about this guy kind of on hard on his luck at a moment in his life, and he has to get a job at this place where they're testing all these crazy devices, one of which is cookies that microwave in your mouth. <laughs> I can, I can get no, and I apparently there are side effects. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. And that's basically what the movie is about, so... That sounds like such a great... Dive great right movie. in. Yeah, I gotta give that one a shot. Good recommendations all around. I, that one I gotta check out. Let's see. Movie news. Uh, I did want to talk... I saw snippets from the Oscars... Looked at some of the ones. Jennifer Lawrence, the, the adequate actress over. from mm-hmm. X-Men... Apparently, more than adequate. <laughs> adequate. <laughs> Enough for an Oscar. Yeah, for best female lead as well. In that movie. Man, she's pretty young. Maybe uh, she's just got some I guess I need to see the judges. Uh, so really uh, you see how it moves around in those movies? And she doesn't have much at all on, <laughs> on the final cut. <laughs> My girlfriend saw Silver Linings Playbook. She said she really liked it. Weird, your girlfriend liked Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> yeah, that's basically where I was going to go with that. I don't think I'm going to watch it. But uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> people that pay to see movies enjoyed that movie, and then she got an Oscar, so. Yeah. But no, if you haven't seen it, YouTube Jennifer Lawrence and Jack Nicholson, because right after the ceremony or whatever, um, she's they're doing an interview with her, and Jack Nicholson like walks up to congratulate her, <laughs> And the interview. I heard about that. They had the clip where he like he just like, interrupts cuts off the interview and he's like, "Excuse like, me." On. He's like, "I want to say you did a good job." Blah blah blah. Really loved the movie. Blah blah blah. And like he turns, or and then he says, "You look like one of my old girlfriends." And he turns and walks away. And this whole time the interview is just like, "That is awesome." She shouts yes, back, um, uh, "Do I look like one of your new girlfriends?" And he's like. Uh, what does he say? He goes, I think I've been thinking about it. And she's like, oh my god! And he walks away. And she's like, I've never met him before. That was weird. And then he, Jack Nicholson, just all over the wrong parts of the internet lately. That is the most awesome story I've heard in 2013. No bullshit, Jack. Like, that is... Well, Jack Nicholson and Jennifer Lawrence, it's gonna happen. Wait, did he pop oh. back in or something? Oh, okay, yeah. And then she, she kind of comes out of that character and she's like... Oh my god! And the guy's like, have you ever met him before? And she's like, no, that's Jack fucking Nicholson! That was crazy! And then Jack Nicholson's face pops up above her and he's like, I'm still waiting! <laughs> and she's like, oh my god! <laughs> and then he like slinks off to Hollywood. So. Oh, good. But, uh, Jack it's, Nicholson. It's, and then, yeah. Nice. I was gonna say, I noticed uh, watching the Oscars, there was, it seemed like there, yeah, Seth MacFarlane was getting a really lukewarm reception from the audience. I think partially, partially it's because me, a family guy, he makes fun of all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or has at least one point or another. Yeah, it's hard to believe they even let him really be part of it because he, he really tears. I mean, that's apart. what, yeah, that's kind of what his whole show that he's been doing the last, like, decade is all about. <laughs> so it was kind of weird. Like, some of the jokes, man, they just, some of them did not yeah. seem to go over very well. I mean, what was it, the 84th? Some of them were pretty funny. Well, okay. Let's hear one. I didn't. I didn't watch that shit. Oh Let's man! Hear it. What? There was one. I guarantee you, probably said something worse too. Yeah, there was the a wrong really, person today. I hate. I mean, this doesn't sound right, but there's a really good one about the Holocaust. <laughs> he did I what? Just, I just can't remember. He didn't mention the Holocaust. <laughs> 
Ben may have. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure he did, it, but he worked it in well. Um, he, he worked it in well. He worked the Holocaust well. I don't know, but I thought he did. The audience didn't think so, but I thought he did good. Something about, what, all the... Please don't make me make a worse joke right uh, now. No, he, it's, he's, he's talking. Oh, I think he says something is. I think he's talking Sing about a movie, song. a past movie, and he says, uh, introducing the star of the most memorable event in history, strike that. The Holocaust was probably that. Number two, mm. I think it was something on those. Oh, ones that, that's pretty mild. Oh, no, no, it was much that's better than that. <laughs> better or better? Worse. Yeah. <laughs> That depends on how you feel. Well, either way, it's not as cool as the Jack Nicholson story. Yeah, no, yeah. no, that was pretty good. Jack took the cake. I thought there was also a part where he interviewed, talking about like the different actresses that had won the Oscar, and he went through saying how, naming off each of the actresses that had won in the past, that they had all seen their boobs. They did a song about that. Like, <laughs> I've seen your boobs, I've seen your boobs. <laughs> and then apparently ends with Demi Moore like 14 times. <laughs> so they're like, I've seen your boobs, I've seen your boobs. And Demi Moore, and then yeah, Demi Moore, and then that, Demi Moore. I'll put that as another Hulu recommendation. The entire Oscars in three parts is on Hulu, so now <laughs> it's I almost wild, worth out, watching just for Seth awesome. MacFarlane. Yeah. And there's also a part where they they somehow hold worked on, hold in, on, hold on. Ted in Ted. A minute ago, though, did you really confuse <laughs> the? Senior boobs, senior boobs with the Holocaust, because you were trying to think of just what the worst. Oh no no no! Was. There was some joke that the great just breast Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> we lost a lot of good men. No, there was. I I'll find it and I I'll find it and I'll put it on the blog, and so I'll make sure it gets in there somewhere. I'll put like the joke Sean can remember. I'll find it. You'll find it like the now you're just gonna go look at the you best couldn't joke. find anywhere. Oh, well. <laughs> Well, you took care of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's see. There was. Um, I was really happy to see uh, Django and Chain who got best original screenplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. Surprised Argo ended up getting best picture a though. A lot of things. Argo yeah, got a lot. I, was very I really expected too. Lincoln to to steal it, but Ben fucking Affleck. <laughs> well, that's what made the best movie. Hey, I mean, you know, he was a. You don't, you know, Phantoms, Reindeer Games. <laughs> it's the beard. He is the bomber. He grew a bombing beard. Bombing, I'm going to know. Hey, then let's not, you know, Google he Hunting he co-wrote, 50%. Yeah. He supposedly. Although if you've seen the, you know, teasing done by, yeah, the Robot Chicken and Family Guy and stuff, it was Which, basically, well, we had a weed. I've <laughs> yeah, done some stuff, man. You haven't done anything. I, I don't know. That, and that was really funny whenever Seth MacFarlane introduced Ben Affleck. And I don't know, Ben Affleck had like kind of a riff. He's like, oh, I thought it was going pretty well, but it seemed like maybe there was sarcasm there. There was a little... No, no, no. He, I just watched it last night. He, he whenever Because, of course, Ben Affleck came out to like read off for one of the other awards. And so he like introduced him. So it's very weird that someone's <laughs> talking him up and also making jokes about him, though, too. Like how, you know... Now he's like one of the best directors and stuff. But it's very weird though that he's getting related to like talking to all these people. But it's like he'd been making fun of them for all these years on the show. So it's kind of strange. It's it's interesting to watch just for that. This is really weird. They're doing a Ichabod Crane show, like a Sleepy Hollow show on Fox. I feel like I know how that ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It says uh, they just cast the uh, Ichabod Crane. It's guy Tom Meissen. 
And he's apparently he's been in salmon fishing in the Yemen. <laughs> but uh, a modern retelling of the classic 1820 short story developed by running duo Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orsi, who did Fringe, Star Trek, Transformers. So at least I like one all good those thing. Things, but let me see. Oh yeah. However, Deadline recently revealed an interesting new element to the series: time travel. As it turns out, Crane, a former Revolutionary War captain, gets time warped into present day, uh, where he teams up with Sleepy Hollow's detective, Abby Archer, to solve crimes. The stakes are raised further when Crane's old nemesis, the Headless <laughs> Horseman, comes back to haunt the are town. Are you laughing about the amount of time that you're <laughs> wasting? By reading words? I just can't. So, oh, so just start making <laughs> It sounds so bad. So it's not a modern retelling. It's today, and the they brought him the straight from two the characters past. from the Headless Horseman got sucked oh, into it. Yeah. It just sounds so bad. <laughs> so why are we talking about it? Because <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna Roger Corman tribute or Ed Wood segment or something. That's gonna suck really bad. So another thing uh, I thought it was interesting: the guy, one of the directors, because I don't, I think it's multiple directors on Game of Thrones, isn't it? Oh uh, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. They have they different people the work, and uh, George Martin uh, does at least one. Yeah, he writes season. at least one, but there are different writers and different directors. But at least one of the directors said that they, the illegal downloads don't matter. Because apparently it was the most pirated show of 2012. That's and that's what true. Says, I've been saying that. those When that stuff happens, and I'm not saying that it's good. I mean, obviously, some of it's illegal, but there's no way they can stop it in this age. There's just no way they, nothing they can do about it. And it doesn't really hurt. My God, HBO, because of things like that, I guarantee they've sold way more merchandise and stuff like that than... And I bet... Honestly, that a lot of people at least temporarily sign up for HBO right before it comes on. That's my. I know that's our I'm plan. going to. <laughs> that's our plan. Yeah. Oh well, then I could just. Uh, you're, you that's what you're gonna do. That's what uh, you're wanting to do is start up. You were gonna do that. No, I was just gonna use your account to watch HBO on the go or whatever. Oh yeah, well we were all. Well, I mean, my plan earlier was to do that, but now I'm thinking, hey. Well, we're gonna we were wanting. I'll give you money. Well, that, exactly, we were gonna check I'll give in. You so my we could, like full thing for whatever the seat, however long the season that's lasts. That's what we were saying. <laughs> and the rest yeah. of them, the next year, so you, know, like, you already have had it for a year. You already so used to it's it. It's a simple in and out. Well, it'd be like three months because I don't think you have to sign up for a year or anything. So we'll just. Get it for three months, cancel it. This okay. Tell them we don't like. That's the plan, but yeah, we'll we'll scout. I'll cut all that out, but uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe not all, but some of it. But yeah, that's the plan, though, for sure. But it says uh, this guy, uh, David Petrarca, uh, says he made the obs- observation that HBO has 26 million subscribers in the U.S. and 60 million worldwide. In spite of Game of Thrones being the most like widely pirated show of 2012, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. And he's saying that the cultural buzz that's being generated by it it makes it that the show is necessary. Like HBO just can't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. It's too big. It's it's too big. They yeah. can't stop it. No one's stopping this fucking train. Yeah, I got my Blu-ray on the on the way. <laughs> got the email today. <laughs> we could watch that too. Oh, holy later. shit! Listen to this. Alan Seppenwall over at Hitflix was able to speak with a Netflix spokesperson who indicated that the outlet may be open to continuing on with first, further seasons. 
of hold on. Uh, uh, hold oh, on. wait, who did? Hold on. Arrested Development they're talking about, right? Who did you say? Yes, right, the guy Arrested Development. Yeah. So, no, sorry, sorry. Let me fix that. I'll have to cut that out. But, uh, wait, wait, yeah, wait. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold on. Everything got confused okay. because the way this got copied over. Um, yeah, cut out the part skip to the next segment. Ridiculous. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, uh, Arrested <laughs> Development. Yeah. They just said they're not doing, they're not going, most likely not going to do another season past season four. Okay. Yeah. You really scared me. I know, yeah. Okay. They are doing the one. The yes. Yeah. And then the movie? Again. Um, we just got done. It's weird that you fought up with the cultural buzz thing because, yeah. like, that show, especially having been on Netflix the whole time. Rested. <laughs> yeah, I've fun. got, uh, if it does go away, I've got the whole thing on. Uh, yeah, um, DVDs. How do you? This one is more not a real big news thing, but just want to talk a little bit about it. But Lone Ranger is coming out in July. How do you guys feel about it? That's why I want to know. I'm pretty pumped about it. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. So I'm pumped about the Lone Ranger. I'm also I'm also excited about it. I was I was always interested in the character as a kid. Watched some of the old like on Nick at Night or some some of the old episodes, but uh, I always thought the character was kind of cool and stuff. So. Have but the movie, seen, Johnny Depp, of course. Have you ever seen the movie from the 80s, The Legend of the Lone Ranger? I don't think so. It's okay. But they went against some of the things that, like, there were certain rules, kind of like uh, Batman, you know, where char- yeah. iconic characters where there are rules, you know. Or like in the TV show where the Lone Ranger was never shown without his mask. You know, you never got to see his face. And that movie broke one of those things. And that's what's <clears> like, <throat> other than that, though, it's really, it's really cool looking the way they do it. Whatever. The Lone Ranger is really great. The original TV show, I think most of them are probably on YouTube, I have to say. They're, yeah. But yeah, Clayton, I actually met Clayton Moore. Is that the Lone Ranger? He's the guy that plays the Lone Ranger in the majority of the TV show, yeah. Whoa, my dad met him. Not to kill your thing. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, and at the time that I met him, he was wearing like black blue blockers because there was a court order that he wasn't allowed to wear the Lone Ranger mask. And I was just oh. like... That was my introduction at like twelve years old or whatever too, and the guy was older than hell too. Like, yeah, and like that was my introduction to wow, lawyers suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited for that. Um, that one looks really good. Uh, another thing, um, want to talk about this? I I'm very apprehensive about. I like James McAvoy. He's really good in the movies I've seen him in. Even though I wasn't a huge fan of Wanted, but I thought he was good in it. Love him in X-Men. He may be playing The Crow. They may finally begin that reboot. It was rumored for a while they were going to have What's-His-Face, uh, the guy from uh, Hangover and A-Team. Um, oh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, they're talking about Bradley Cooper doing it. I was like, oh, God, no, not Bradley Cooper. But now they're saying James McAvoy, maybe. I'd be more inclined to say yes to that, but even so... Why do that movie again? Like that's my thing. I mean, the first Who one is they have flawless. It's a like, terrible idea. Like I don't think anyone ever. Brandon Lee. It would be did the acting of his life. <laughs> in the in the middle of that movie, but have you seen Showdown in Little Tokyo or I, a little movie called not, Laser Mission? It could not have been Laser better Mission. than he was in the Ernest film. Borgnine's in it. How can I miss Ernest Borgnine? <laughs> But yeah, I, I just don't see why they even try. I don't know why. Because I mean, the second one, I didn't hate the second one. A lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was just, eh. And then... Are we? Are you talking about sequels to the I'm talking about sequels to the girl. The third one... What's not? This is had Kirsten. <laughs> yeah. But the one, did you watch the one, Wicked Prayer, that had, uh, what's his face in it? Um, Edward Furlong? Yeah, Edward uh, Furlong. And David Boreanaz and Tara Reid. 
so oh, goddamn bad terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I think friends. I think for maybe right on that one. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? I don't know. I hope that doesn't happen. Or maybe, maybe they'll do it. Maybe it'll be good. I don't know. James McAvoy, if he's in it, it could be good. But um, I, I don't have high hopes. Insert. You can edit this in. <laughs> <video. laughs> Man, you've created a lot of editing work. <laughs> Magic buttons. They uh, they have announced that um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is getting a sequel. So you can tie that back to my thing. They said it's Oh yeah, I saw that too. I don't know why nobody mentioned it. Fucking right. serious? That's what it's <laughs> talking about. The they got, remember you saying something? Did they get the same director? They got the same. Well, it's, the directors were all the artists who did the masks oh, and the Oh, okay. Who, if you ever watched Ernest Scared Stupid, yes, the, the troll, the trolls in that, and they cross <laughs> oh my over. God. Two uh, of the two of the clowns cross over to become trolls. Anyway. Um, <laughs> They've got this the original uh, actor who they never say his last name in Killer Clowns, but on the paper, on the script, it's Mike Tobacco, which is <laughs> such a great bad movie name. I want Mike Tobacco to be a hero in something. But uh, um, we better call up Mike Tobacco and go stop these right. killer clowns. But uh, no, he's that he has said apparently <laughs> after the great movies that he's not done, he's excited about this. Because apparently he is an old man that lives in the mountains that talks about the time clowns came to town. <laughs> Nobody remembers it. Really and uh, except for the two new high school heroes who he teaches to kill. Clowns. How to kill? And then the, and then like the frog brothers from Lost. He's like, he just pulls out a little safety pin. He's like, this is your greatest <laughs> one in the fight against deadly alien clowns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I can't wait that to see the, that movie. Um, I know the names. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't... Uh, the, oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. The something... Uh, the Cheetos Brothers. Not Cheetos, but I think it's the Chiodos Brothers is who does that. Oh. So. Okay. <laughs> this, Fred, I know you're going to be excited about. Dark Universe. One of Guillermo del Toro's Many gestating projects is the Dark Universe project detailing the darker characters from the DC Universe. Though the film started out as a rumor, Del Toro liked the idea enough to make it a reality. Speaking with Total Film, Del Toro says the film is on the right track. I'm going to be presenting my storyline to DC and Warners of uh, where I want to take this universe. We do have a writer, but until that's firmed up, I have to keep it secret. I hope it happens. So in this, there's going to be Constantine, Dead Man... Big swamp thing maybe in it. Mm-hmm. It's all these kind of weird, the weird Where mystical goes, dark so. universe characters. They're like fringe. Yeah. Dead Man, I just titles, right? Well, I don't know if Dead Man had a Vertigo book, but yeah. those are all basically Vertigo was an imprint for like a mature reader's kind of weird. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thing the good stuff like Preacher? Sandman, right? And Sandman. Constantine, oh, okay. Preacher. I would love to see Sandman, and that's actually one of the things. The thing I have right after this. Neil Gaiman, they were talking about getting a Sandman TV show together uh, a while back, but I think the whole thing fell apart because it was almost going to be on the CW and stuff, and I think he's just like, no, no fucking way. Idea. He's like, no way. They no need to make way. one opening series season yeah. of the the show, and make it an anthology where he's Morpheus and he you know introduces these stories. He can maybe do two. Maybe. Of course they can do four. Why not? <laughs> Let's put it on the CW. Yeah. That's the kind of thing. But do it like have. on... I'm just saying do like two or three, put it on like HBO Whatever or it is, it needs to have a finite 
thing. Like, yes. this is the beginning, this is the end. Mm-hmm. Keep it faithful. Sure. The, I can't, I want to see the part where he uh, curses that the like son of the person that captures him yeah. into a living world of continuous wake-ups. Yeah. Like, he wakes up. And, and the then first volume. he looks around the bedroom, <laughs> and then a nurse comes in. It's like it's okay, except I'm Satan. And then he's like, "Oh my god!" And he wakes up again. And then he's like in his bedroom, and then he's covered in beetles, and then he wakes up again. And then and he just is stuck in that. For How terrifying, right? Yeah. Right. That's those were those. I this one my favorite comic book series I've read of the series I've read so far, which not nearly as many as you've read, but I I really really like uh, Neil. Uh, that whole series from Neil Gaiman. You you read it too, didn't you, Jordan? Yeah, I did read it as well. It was, it was a really good series. Uh, very dark, very dark, though. Yeah, it's almost like a, I mean, it definitely works more like a horror story in a yeah, lot of the volumes and a lot of parts of it. Like, not to the faint of heart. No. <laughs> it was amazing. Give it to your mom. Yeah, give it to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for the movie, then. So, half, right, of my, half of the... Th- Things I'm, I say during my interview are going to start. <laughs> Edit this in so it works. <laughs> Real quick thing, just as we discussed last episode, the box office is pretty much complete shit right now. Um, it's just a seasonal yeah. thing. It's no, kind of weird, you though. You can't blame the shows that are out there either, really. I thought it was interesting, though. Um, Identity <laughs> Thief, somehow it dropped because Die Hard came out. But then now it's back number one, and Die Hard dropped all the way down to number five in the box office. So Die Hard is not doing nearly as good as I think most people expected. No, I actually kind of expected it. (laughs) Wait, is it in theaters right now? Yeah. Oh, I think that's why it just. (laughs) Against my better nature, I'm going to have to go with Jordan on this for sure. I did not expect much out of this. I expected it to be, oh my God, people went a lot the first day and a half. Yeah, and then just this should be uh, Bruce Willis falling apart like Willis's ex-wife. Red flag, (laughs) be like maybe I should stop doing Die Hard movies. I just want to say I I do like that they did uh, cast a guy from uh, Spartacus on there. Trying to remember his character's name, but uh, Bar not Bar Bar but uh, what's the friend? Barabbas, the guy. No, no, his friend with curly blonde hair, Barney. Velasco. God damn you guys. <laughs> Billy Joe no, no, Boyle. It's a fucking weird Roman name, okay? It was like, <laughs> oh, Barthonymus. Is it Bar? Borrow. Borrow? Yes! Borrow. You mean Sabaro? There's no S there. <laughs> That's the Sounds pizza hungry. place. But no, you remember his character on Spartacus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's in it, but he shaved his head. But he plays, I think, Bruce Willis's son in it. But yeah, apparently the movie sucks, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So I, that's it for movie news. We've done all. Last big thing. I uh, want to talk a little bit about Batman. And as Fred suggested, I know, I know. As you suggested, we're going to have to do this in multiple parts. We're just talking about the beginning. We're just going to talk about... Getting in the early years of Batman films, not we're gonna hold off before we get to like uh, the Nolan ones. So of you course. just want to talk about the first. Film. So first, let's talk about the first what? Adam West oh. and the original Batman series. Has everyone here watched it? Did you guys? Did you watch it as a kid at all? Yeah, I used to watch the old show with my grandpa. He was a big fan of the old TV show, but it was very corny from what I remember. Oh, yeah. uh, I love the little pow wax. <laughs> And, you know, pals, 
I don't remember where my obsession with Batman started. I think it starts with the Tim Burton movie, but I was so into Batman, and then the animated series was out, that I kind of dipped back into Batman and Robin, that I was just like, I wanted anything Batman. So that's why I started watching that on like Nick and Knight and stuff. I really liked it. I it's ridiculous. It's funny. But it was intentional. Like I think a lot of people, whenever uh, the Tim Burton one came out, everyone was like, fuck that old show. They didn't know Batman at all. But I mean, that's kind of how the character was up to that point. I mean, from what but, I understand. Yeah, right? well, that's how the character was at in that the time comic, for sure. Yeah. Because like in the 50s and early 60s, I don't know if you how much you guys know about this, but Frederick Wortham wrote a book called Seduction of the Innocent. And there were like Supreme Court, or I don't know, Supreme Court, whatever it is, hearings about it. And basically say the comic books made kids violent and gay, which, <laughs> you know, whatever. It was just silly. Pretty and, accurate. Uh, but then they introduced the Comics Code Authority. Well, they start dressing like Robin. The Comics Code Authority was introduced as a little stamp on all the comics. It was like, this is okay for your kids to read, basically, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, turn your kids gay. And there were still people <laughs> publishing some stuff that wasn't like Stand that. But basically nothing, you know. So Batman then turned it into a real lighter kind of thing, and in '64 so it got even lighter and more campy, in anticipation of the TV show that was coming in like '66 when it started or whatever. So the the comics were basically already like that. That was when they first did the yellow circle behind the, the you know, thing, and he Dick Sprang was drawing it in the '50s and '60s, and so Batman was smiling. like blue, light blue and gray. And, Come on, old chum, and they yeah. were winter in the daytime, <laughs> right. which that was totally you know. But then the, the TV show was, you know, that's I think that's a lot of people's, was a lot of people's introduction mm-hmm. outside of comics, of course. Probably the TV show even more, not every, you know, I, I grew up reading comics and I mean, I was, anytime that TV show was on any channel, I was all about being home for it. Did you watch the, uh, have you seen the original serials? I know they, oh, they yeah. exist, but I've never seen any of them. Wait, before? They're just, they used to have, oh yeah, yeah they like old 40s the movie serials. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they look pretty cool, but usually Batman looks like a confused Cocker Spaniel the way the ears <laughs> fall and go. But they're just like every other movie serial. You know, it's a couple guys chasing some spies or some foreigners. Mm-hmm. Pez. Uh, <laughs> chasing <laughs> people around. Uh, and uh, But it's, it's, you know, they're just like all the other movie serials, but it's worth watching just to say I've seen every Batman movie ever made or whatever. Yeah. You know. I thought it was interesting that the character used to carry a gun. Did you know that? Well, I didn't think... It, I, I Yeah, but I... What? It wasn't a, like, real gun or something? Like that? No, he used to have a gun, didn't he? Because I know that he threatens... At some point, he threatens Superman that he'll... Sh- nope, I'm way off on that. He threatens Superman that there's a bomb attached to somebody if Superman comes too close. Blah, blah, blah. Really? He did have mm-hmm. shark repellent. <laughs> he did, yes. A shark repellent with a spray! Robin, get a shark repellent! <laughs> yeah, Batman uh, went from him like dropping people off buildings and killing them to they basically they realized it was starting to become this big deal and they were like, Batman doesn't use guns anymore ever because he like blew apart some giants or so. This is when it was kind of like you know they had some weird stuff going on with some giants. I don't remember exactly what was going on. But he basically just blows them away, and they're like, mm, Batman doesn't use guns, which is a really cool thing to do, but. That also led to, you know, it was immediately followed by all this, hey, let's, like, I've, I've yeah, been like, before, like, ribbon cuttings from malls and stuff. <laughs> which, and that's one of the problems I have with the Nolan movies, which we're not going to go into, but too much daytime. A Batman movie should be at night always. I mean, that's just, okay. Batman. When he's Batman. He does he have to be sleep at, at some point. Yeah, and the true. night is when he's operating, and the dark is when he comes out, you know. 
when he comes out and he operates it until the sun goes out. That's why he always is like, oh, I'm a drunk playboy with a skiing injury. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I think the first, I mean, growing up, Batman was already like a thing. Like, it was... Well, because you were born after the Burton movie came right. out. Yeah, because that movie was huge. Like, if you look at the uh, the box office numbers and stuff, like, if you adjust for inflation and everything else, and, like, how many people just went and saw it, like, I think uh, Dark Knight Rises or the Dark Knight, it's like, I don't know if it beats it or it's close, but it's like, I think it beats it uh, that it had more people that went to see it. Like, based on the number of tickets sold, not, right. like, how much money it made. No, but on a... On a the same like scale as now, it would have been a bigger deal because it yeah. obviously, oh, it was huge. And I was super, that was right as I was an age where that was important. I don't want to date myself too much, but at the time, see, that was just after The Dark Knight Returns came Frank out. Frank Miller. Right, the Frank Miller. Uh, oh, so yes. there was this Batman that everybody was like, oh. And there had already been like uh, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams had already brought him back to this uh, detective that was real dark and you know, brooding kind of guy. And, but when Frank Miller did that, it really changed the thing about, man, Batman is crazy and <laughs> yeah. crazy people are made nuttier by his presence you know what I mean and yeah. it's so good and that movie was did a great job at that time of because everybody really about 50% of those people that went that first weekend were expecting to see zap kapow holy cow <laughs> grab the red phone where's the tilty head with the button let's slide down the bat like none of that you know and it did a good job of meshing those two ideas. So it was, I guess, you know, I mean, even though there's no Robin, it wasn't really crazy like that. But it did a really good job of making it darker, but way more. Obviously, Jack Nicholson's Joker, he shoots a couple people, but he wasn't like slitting throats and poisoning people the way you think right. of. Yes. He was trying to poison the city, but there's all the Prince music and the weird. Some of it's a little, but he's, yeah. I mean, he's great. <laughs> he's crazy you know. at the museum. Now it seems crazy over the top, but it's Jack Nicholson, so yeah. it's okay. You give the pass on that. Yeah, I went back and watched uh, the first two Tim Burton movies recently. Oh, Paige so had never seen them. So we sat okay. down and watched them. The first one, I, it's still good. And I think a lot of it, too, is I just have so much nostalgia from watching mm. it countless times as a child. So I really, really like it, though. Yeah, like you said, Jack Nicholson, a little over the top in some of the parts. But the second one from Tim Burton, oh, so, man, it's yeah. not that good. They it's went pretty good. The one with the Joker. Oh, it's a comic then, book movie. Yeah. <laughs> they went the one with the Joker, then the one with the Penguin, then the one with Riddler and Two-Face. No, and then it goes to Two-Face. And, and then Riddler, it goes yeah. to Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. Yes. That's the order? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And somewhere in the course of those movies, Billy D. Williams, through some miracle of plastic surgery, became Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Yes. About that. Yeah, because he that. played Harvey Dent. Another thing I'd like to point out about the Burton movies is that at least it, in those first two movies, he managed to make Gotham City look exactly and feel exactly the same in two consecutive movies. That's one of my favorite parts about it. Nolan should have taken a clue from that. <laughs> I like the gothic look that it has. Like, they make it look like cartoon shots of a city. It's like, yeah, yeah. all weird stuff. Yeah, and it was real art deco and kind of strange. You know, not as crazy like the Dick Tracy movie with Warren Beatty where it's all primary colors and they let Madonna be in it. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other things to say with that first one. I I liked it a lot. I'm just, I don't know. The Prince music was fine. I liked it. That I've been good. really, really wanting to go back and watch them lately because when I grew up, it was like the 
I don't know, one of the last two was the ones that were the ones that were current and big. And when you watched them, you are like, eh, I could do this or Star Wars. And I went with <laughs> Star Wars for like a decade. But um, I've recently come back to it in the last, I don't know, what, seven years, five years, whatever. I really want to go back and watch those again. But um, I want to think that the first thing that got me into Batman was when my dad's job takes him out of state for like two days and then he'll come back. And he went and saw whichever one had Schwarzenegger in it. And he came Batman Robin before. And he came back and was like, ah, it was pretty stupid. And <laughs> hearing my dad say that it was pretty stupid made me really want to go see it and really want to like it. <laughs> when you wasted your money, you're like, my dad is so smart. <laughs> Gotham's going to freeze. Please <laughs> help He's got the uh, claymation <laughs> ice miser song in the background. It's like, sing! Oh! <laughs> oh, God. So bad. But, uh... And uh, I watched the segment. It was weird. Uh, Danny DeVito is creepy. He is such a creepy. Yeah, he did a. Great it's a job. good movie. That's like but he's a just good like movie. he's like eating that raw fish, and he's like looking at it. He's like, I like to get inside of her. Like as he's yeah. <laughs> see, those are the things that but you don't know if he means. There are so many weird sexual kinky yeah. things. That's kind of like great coming out from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It was so <laughs> wrong. The penguin comes through sometimes when he's playing Frank. I <laughs> uh, see. I like the second movie. You can just say the first, the, just... the first two Burton movies, I like the definitely the first one even more than the second one because the second one they go back to that they do a really good job of keeping it like this ambiguous time where everything kind of looks like the fifties, but there's technology that's a, you know caught up. It's not quite steampunk, but it's definitely a little outdated. But the one of the most incredible things about those Burton movies is they kind of helped kickstart. Batman the Animated Series. Yes. Yeah. Now, that ser- TV series in turn led to some of the most awesome Batman stories ever told and movies, even though they're animated. I think we really have to talk about this because, you know, let's let's just be brutally honest. The most awesome Batman movie ever made is animated. Never seen them. The Dark Knight Returns? Wait, the animated the series? Brand- I've seen the series, but I've never watched an animated Batman movie. So I'm going to have to delve into those. And there's no reason. Where'd you find this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, that one, uh, I don't remember all the details about it, but I heard the commentary track recently. With uh, Some of those half-hour episodes really are, are so... And I think Dean even says at one point in some interview, or maybe it was on a podcast with Kevin Smith or something, point where the stories became like, what it became... a kind of elevated and this had this theatrical feel to it was like the Mr. Freeze yeah, Heart he, of Ice he, when he talks about that episode like, The Heart of Ice he literally starts crying like while talking about it on the podcast yeah but jeez like, I did that whenever we were talking about that that's one true. like I, it happens in a heart that's the thing comics, is like when you grow up and that's one of your main I mean that's how I worked taught myself how to read as a kid. You're not that I'm throwing a shit, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but basically that's the first thing I remember reading is comics and there's such an integral part and like I, you know they're American mythology, yeah. basically, you know. And we don't need to get into that, but I'm just saying, to me, that's why, man, those stories, they just, telling some of those things and those panels and reading them, it's just one or two panels sometimes that just tear at you because it touches something. Yeah, they're know, good like, stories. Yeah. I get teared up thinking about some of the things from Game of Thrones at times. Oh, you know, yeah, that yeah, Happened within the, the characters. And what's crazy is, as... As much as Marvel has always been known for being way more realistic, like grounded in New York and L.A. and not Metropolis and Gotham and Keystone City, those things seem to come way more 
from DC books. Those things that just, oh, like somehow those, because as much as those are, they're all kind of archetype things that really, when you think about it, it's like, oh, they're all crazy. It's those books that really somehow, I don't know what it is, but they just really, and I'm not saying that there aren't those Marvel moments, but they're way more of those really, you know, and some of mine come from stories that don't even really exist, that are kind of out of continuity, like Kingdom Come. Yeah. And, you know, I just can't stand That's the scene great. at the end when Captain Marvel, you know, Anyway, I'm not talking about that yeah. right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... But yeah, this is... A, we have to mention those animated movies because they led to so much more. And The Dark Knight Returns. I know I have part two, maybe even on me, but uh, I'll try to find it just to give it to you because you okay. have to watch this. And I think Jordan Batman also movie. hasn't seen part one or part two. Yeah, I've seen Batman we year talked about, one But he did see Batman so Year One the other day. Yeah, yeah Batman Year I, One. I really like that one because uh, I thought Brian Cranston did a really good job, of course, from Breaking Bad and mm-hmm. Malcolm in the Middle. He played Commissioner Gordon, who is just a absolute fucking badass. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's that's a great way, graphic novel. It's what's really, his background? Yeah. Like, yeah. how is it that he's? We were talking about this because there's that part read of the Green book. Beret's ass. Yeah. I don't remember. From I mean, I read the book, but I read it like three years ago. Because he's like been a while since I had to fight a Green Beret. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I let yeah. him keep the bat. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. You're like, Pretty what awesome. the fuck is, what was he, Spec Ops or something? Were you crazy? I don't know. Don't you know, know what? If they Gordon. make that into a movie, yeah, Ed Norton would be an awesome Commissioner Gordon. Because he's, you know, maybe he's getting a little old for that, but I think Jim Gordon, he figures 30 or something, he's leaving the other city off some weird stuff. Great, though, that's a that's a good. Yeah. But The Dark Knight Returns, it's the most awesome Batman book ever, even though the, the sequel, Frank Miller, by that time had gotten all kinds of wacky, but, <laughs> uh, you know... He's Frank Miller. Let him do whatever he wants. So I'm re- I'm considering picking up the it's a leather bound Frank Miller collection, but the stories are like the Dark Knight Returns, another great Batman one, another great Batman one, and like Santa Claus is coming to town or something. Like that. <laughs> do, do you know? Yeah, just get it. <laughs> just get it. It's I don't anyway. Just, I just spent a shit ton on comics, so I'm gonna like hold off for a little bit, but. Yeah, and so you got to understand like, that's always driving Batman, and somehow Batman has managed to. It was a the comic was about to get canceled in '64, and they somehow changed it and held out for a little longer. And then the TV show came out and obviously boosted everything. But after the TV show hit, or right about that same time, then they came in into the '70s because it was canceled in '69, and then like the '70s and '80s, you know, Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill and a bunch of other people just did way, you know, brought it back to that kind of Batman thing, and it was great. And the comic has always, anyway, they've always managed to maintain this balance with Batman. Comic maybe wasn't doing so well, some cartoon, TV show, something. And I'm pretty sure that Batman has existed on TV or in movies. I'm not going to say, you know, continuously or whatever, but definitely with regularity going pretty far back. Yeah, but they didn't make, you know, after those movie serials, there wasn't anything, uh, as far as I know, until, yeah, the Adam West TV show. I have the uh, first, I have the first season and the third season for the animated series. Really, really good. I need to get the second and fourth still. But watching them, we watched them not that long ago. And it is really, really, really good. Of course, uh, Mark Hamill. Uh, maybe the best Joker? Heath Ledger, of course, gave quite the fucking performance in Dark Knight. And I think most people would probably give it to him. But Heath I would Ledger. give it to I would give it to uh, Mark Hamill over Jack Nicholson uh, myself. Heath Ledger's Joker can pretty much, just like Jack Nicholson's, can kind of be summed up by the thing with the get a load of me. Like, that's what was the iconic thing. And that really was, like, the whole thing where you're like, this guy's going to go do some shit. Cause we'll <laughs> yeah. whatever. Heath Ledger's Joker, the video thing where the guy's hanging upside down. He's like, are you Batman? Are you Batman? No. You're not! Yeah. <laughs> it just... I was like, it really was like watching a snuff film or something. Yes! 
And he's like, oh, and, turn, and he turns back around to him. And I was just, that, and then, oh, well, those God, are the that, parts really, that, they... that, that scene just really, I was like, that's like the Joker. Yeah, that's where they let scared. Heath Ledger direct those scenes. They gave those parts of the movies to Ledger. And, he and then the, you want to see a trick pencil thing when he comes in and confront the mob. He's like, oh, God. This is what, and he goes, like, see, plap. And I was like, and he's like, and I was like, that's good, too. I would have liked to have played up the laughing a little more, because to me, the Joker really, because you read the comics, and of course I'm used to seeing, <laughs> you know, streaming yes. across the panel, I expect there to be that, you know, obviously, like the, the Nicholson movie, you know, the, uh, the Tim Burton movie, first one ends with, he's dead, but he's got the little thing that's like, <laughs> like, that's hilarious. I mean, that's yeah. perfect. Oh, could I, by the way, real quick, uh, I do want to jump back in the second Batman movie from Tim Burton. Another reason why it sucks, or not not sucks, but a reason I don't like it, Batman fucking straight up murders one of those circus dudes. How do you know that? Because what he does, there's this uh, one clown that has a bomb. He takes the bomb, there's this uh, big giant dude who comes up, he punches the guy, the guy shakes his face like... That's nothing. But then Batman looks down, and Batman had tucked a bomb into the dude's waistband, and the guy looks down, and then Batman grabs him, throws him in a little like tunnel, like a little pipe or something. He falls down, and the yeah, dead, blown and big, to smithereens. The guy totally just ripped that thing off and like dope for cover, <laughs> taking a little bit of strap to the thigh. He's like, I almost had Batman. You I was talking about diehard already. I'm gonna say some of those other no, circus people. You don't always came... see a parachute in GI Joe. Doesn't mean the guy died. <laughs> some yeah. of those other characters came back. That guy, you don't see him again. Some of the <laughs> other characters. Yeah, came like back. the girl with the dog, the weird, creepy lady with the dog. I, see, I watched it recently, so I don't know how much of this I remember. Also, a- can we just talk about fucking penguins with rocket packs? What? Wait, wait, wait! wait. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Batman. Where, where are we going now? This is the oh, same the second movie. one. Like I said, I haven't seen it. In Batman time, so. Returns. Like the penguins' plan for taking out the city. He got all these penguins together and strapped little little rockets on them. Are you talking about? And they all crowd in the middle of the city and they're already launched. They got little fucking things to aim, like little targeting things that come down. It's pretty ridiculous. It is. It really is. When you go back and watch it, and there's a part where he takes control of the Batman car, but to do it, he put in like a remote device, but to control the Batmobile. He gets in like a little, a little child's <laughs> like a twenty-five inch thing at the outside of the wall, and he's like, man, it's like rocking around. It's like Rock. spinning the big wheel. Oh man, it it's ridiculous. Just... I, I would like to throw in the. But Danny DeVito <laughs> did a great job, and Ka- and uh, Captain Michelle Pfeiffer is so over the top of it. Yeah, like all the cat. I like Christopher yeah. Walken. Chris Walken's great in it. Yeah, Chris. Oh, I will give you that. He's great, Max. Uh, Shrek. Max Shrek. Porkins is in. I think my favorite part was whenever he goes, and she's like, he's like, what would I do? He's like, well, she's like, you're not going to kill me. And she's like, standing by the window, he's just like, uh, uh, she's like, ha. And he's like, <laughs> and then he just, like, gives us a little half laugh and then just shoves her out the window. And it was, it was yeah, really Yeah, I thought she did a great job portraying a crazy woman. I, she mm-hmm. looked just like a lot of girls I know. At <laughs> points in that movie. I think for when they came out, they were, you know, Obviously, Batman Begins, hopefully, is going to hold up a lot better. I do like Batman Begins, as many problems as 
Uh, we'll go in. Uh, we'll go has. into the Nolan movies. Whatever. Series I can't not mention it. This is true with um, <laughs> the games because I just bought Arkham Asylum. I know you just Arkham City. At some point. And we can kind of tie that just because, of course, it does have the voices of Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy, the guy who loved the Kevin guys Conroy. The, but I like Peter. You sound, a, you sound a little like Kevin Conroy now. That I think about it. When you just said that, you're like, I love Kevin. You said it. <laughs> well, I've never practiced it. But, <laughs> I think you could do it. Fired it off real quick. <laughs> By the way, just to reference something, voice actors are actors. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying lots <laughs> of voice actors are not Mark Hamill and yes. you know people like that who do it. You Kevin Conroy and or any number of other people that do that. That are real, Harry Shearer for God's sake. He does like eighty percent of the voices <laughs> on the Simpsons or whatever. Yeah. So I, and I didn't. You know, I, my point at the time was. You know, there's lots of crappy Nicholas Cage. Voice acting Nicholas is not... Cage could have been replaced by anyone. Again, that was kind of a thing. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't. I didn't want a bunch of people like, screw. What the hell, Mark? <laughs> right. Kevin. But I really like yeah. Peter Weller. I. Uh, I like. That. I have mixed feelings about him. He kind of fits for an older Batman, but it would have. I think the movie would have been just another point exactly or two. Exactly the way Batman was supposed to sound when I read that book, and it looked awesome. I think it would have that... been better with Kevin Conroy. I hope they redub it one day with him and Mark It won't ever happen, but I can hope. It's not supposed to be that Batman. I know. It's not that Batman. And that's that's a big reason why it's okay to not have that iconic, like Tim Daly as Superman. Did you, like, how did you Now feel? Tim Daly really does, even though I never, you know, I watched all the animated Superman stuff, but the Superman, that's the, like, the goofy guy from Wings. TV show, you know, um, but he's yeah, he's good. I mean, he's yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to try to stick it somewhat just moving chronological on. order. Oh, well, and I wanted, to but we of course we talk about that, the Tim Burton movies. We do kind of have to talk about the animated series because I think followed immediately. I think the animated. The I mean, yeah, it came right after it. They even used the same music from Danny Elfman from the for the opening. Mm-hmm. Which you got to say that's one thing that's flawless about the first two. Danny Elfman doing the soundtrack. Oh, it's so beautiful. He's really good. That theme, that Batman, that march. The I can say that one of the big parts for me for anything is the score and the music. Yeah, and a big part of. First kind of getting to know and meet Batman and all that stuff was going to Six Flags and going mm-hmm. on the Batman ride. Yes. And they used to they've changed it in the last I don't know, decade. But the and I'm talking about Six Flags St. Louis. I think enough people go there to where it's not gonna yeah, yeah. Off anything. But um, they used to have it to where you walked through this entire the opening all looked like a nice garden, a botanic garden, it had like paintings of like nice buildings. And that theme was just always playing. And then you turn a corner, and then there's like a, a, a cop car smashed into a uh, fire hydrant, and it's spraying water, and there's like a boulder out of place. And you have to walk through like iron grates and things, and like you come around here, and there's steam spraying, and you come up into the uh, thing, and it gets real cold, and there's fake rocks. And you step out into the room, you step out into the room where the Batman ride is, and across the way, you can't get to it, they've got the Batman suit in the glass tube. And it's like, oh, it's Batman's suit over there. Oh. And then you got on the ride and had a great time. You're like, if only I was 5'9", I could get in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michael Keaton seemed kind of short for Batman. Well, yeah, but he did a good job, like I said, at he the time and whatever. Of seeming, like, imposing. I mean, you know, people give him shit about it, but it was, it was like, good. Mr. It was good. At the time, it was really good. It, yeah, it probably is not, obviously, I don't think it's holding up uh, as well as... You know, maybe people hoped. But Nipples is great. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it'll always have a special place for me. You know? And the second one, it's got good things about it, but man, it was a lot more silly. 
than I yeah. like. It was way more like the Adam West show than yes. I remembered it being. Even though the style was the same, like that dark, darker visual style from the first one, but it was way more lighthearted in the story and like the characters. Everyone was a little more ridiculous. Uh, it was yeah. just odd. There's it was like, odd. yeah, you know that uh, Prince scene you had in the first movie. Let's really kind of carry on with that <laughs> idea. <laughs> I remember, uh, I think I asked my cousin to record, she used to record tapes sometimes, and, she, and I asked her, I think I wanted her to get me the Batman soundtrack, I think I was thinking of the Danny Elfman score, and then I had a tape with all this Prince music on it, <laughs> <laughs> and I was really shit. confused, I was like, and he did have a song, he's like, Batman, and he would say it, but then it was like those weird, you know, fucking terrible sounding <laughs> yeah. 90s Prince music with He's it. glad you don't have to see it. And I was just like, this is not what I... I was very disappointed. It was not what I asked for. I guess that's it for Batman. For now. For now. For now. To be continued. We'll get into more, I guess, of the Schumacher ones next time around. We'll spend a little... We don't need to spend much time on them. About nipple size. (laughs) Just just a little bit. That's all. They really deserve. I mean, maybe a couple Arnold quotes... I think we should say though. I, I will. I will say one thing about the Timber movies real quick, and that is, and even the Schumacher ones. We already same guy. Ones. Taylor mentioned it. I think that covers it. Same <laughs> guy. Oh, by the was ridiculous. Oh, right. The Heat Miser or whatever was playing in the background. Well, I did like. I liked uh, Batman Forever though with Val Kilmer. No. <laughs> <laughs> the you one where uh, Jim Carrey has a magic blender that sucks people's mind. Yes. Into his own great film. Head. <laughs> and Tommy Lee Jones is a purple two-face. So like that song that plays at his house. The You hate the boss, it's your job. You remember Does, that? Well, that's not what I was getting oh, excited oh, okay. about. You guys... <laughs> 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 you motioned to me like you're like, do it. I was like, I got this. I remember. I know all three verses. Does, in that movie, does <laughs> Batman not kill two-face? Doesn't he just punch him off of a tower into a thing? Uh, no. Does, well, by Sean's way of thinking, if he goes off stage left, you don't see him again. That guy died horribly. He blew up! He just throws a bunch of coins, and Two-Face tries to catch them all. Yeah, that was Two-Face's Two-Face he falls. Oh, yeah, that's not like the bottomless pit in the Fortress of Solitude in Superman 2. I mean, there's, like, floor around him. Right. And also, he can't think of this. In shower. The Dark Knight, can you say that Batman didn't kill Two-Face? I don't think so, because he shoves him off a roof. Yeah, he's catching uh, well, a kid, but... Yeah, see, when you guys say The Dark Knight, I think of The Dark Knight Returns, so I keep cross-wiring this uh, stuff. The last the word in that yeah, is... Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Oh, I know what it is. Well, he... I mean... We're not going to talk about those, I thought. We're going to talk about We're intention gonna... here. That's so oh, his intention we... was to stop him from shooting. Oh. So, whereas in the other one, he literally stuck a bomb in his, right. in his waistband, blew the dude up. Was Michael Keaton? Blew him the fuck up. Huh? It was Michael Keaton. It was Michael Keaton. Yeah. Mr. Mom's his ass. Uh, the only thing I wanted to say, lastly, just that I was trying to get to with Tim Burton and the Schumacher movies, <laughs> is that I like that they kept. I like the guy they had who played Alfred, and he did it for all four of those movies, and I thought he was great. I really liked, and I think he was probably a little bit better than Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, that he just had that part in Dark Knight Rises. You're just like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, where he tears your heart out. <laughs> we'll go more into Batman next time. Booter we'll go say? more into Batman next time. Well, my boner with you, Batman. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of CIA. Big thanks to Taylor for coming out, and big thanks to everyone or anyone that's listening. I have a lot of fun doing this, so and uh, we hope that it's at least enjoyable for some people other than ourselves. 
CIA over now. 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 CIA over now.